The Paso County DEC is providing this podcast as a public service in order to let you know more about the issues and ideas which Democrats have identified as being very important for voters and also to provide a forum for Democratic candidates for office. Our podcasts are open to anyone interested in how Pasco Democrats are dealing with the important issues of the day. You can check out our PascoDems.com website and also on Facebook, Pasco Dems, and the views expressed by the guest and host on our podcast are their own. And not the official views of the Pasco County Democratic Party or Democratic Executive Committee. So this today, we're uh, very happy to speak with Alicia Guy, who uh, is our um, state committee uh, person from uh, uh, Pasco Democratic uh, Executive Committee. And I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I don't know much about but Alicia, but I think we're going to find out. So Alicia, welcome to our podcast. And I wonder if you would just tell me, when, uh, where are you from? And then when did you become a Democrat? And why did you become a Democrat? Go ahead. Thank you, Cal. I am from the Bronx, New York. Um, I moved to Florida in 2015, and um, this was after I retired as a nurse. Oh, okay. Yes. And and, um, I became a Democrat since I've always been a Democrat, ever since I can remember. both my parents were Democrats, and I followed in their footsteps. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Did you, do you find any difference being a Democrat here in Florida, in Pasco County, compared to being a Democrat back in New Jersey and New York City? Do you find any differences? Yes. Um, well, in Florida, they're more Caucasian, um, non, uh, non, uh, non-black. non Right. Uh Democrats in Florida. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a transition for me, um, but I've always remained and kept an open mind mm-hmm. um, that, you know, we come in all colors and shapes and races. Right. Um, but Democrats are still Democrats. Yeah. And I'm glad you, you said that. I think it's a very, very important thing because clearly, I mean, Nolan and I have been down here since 1994. And I would agree with you that we are, we're, we're not as open as I would expect people to be in Florida because it's nice weather. And generally, we come down here at a time when we're reasonably uh, well set and able to retire and that sort of thing. So you would think that people would be more expansive in the way in which they treat others. But it's, it's not that way, is it? No, no, and, it's uh, not. Um, it was disappointing, but it also became my goal to um, improve that that mm-hmm. culture. Okay. Now, how have you tried to do that? Um, I've tried to join organizations that have been mostly white mm-hmm. um, and to encourage them to join the African-American club or at least to see what they're about. Mm-hmm. What I found was some uh, Caucasians or white people um, knew about the club but really didn't participate that much. Yeah. And um, I found that the more I participated with them and the more they respected me, the more they participated with the African-American club. I see. Good, good. So would so, you say uh, at an average yeah, meeting, so, at an average ahead. meeting, would you have several white people at the meeting? Uh, yeah. 
Good. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because they were there. Some people, some black people, some black people looked at them as, you know, what are you doing here? Uh-huh. And then uh, some of the white people um, sat together. Right. Um, but becoming, that is, yeah. that's the nature of, uh, that's the nature of people. Okay. You, 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 you gravitate to who you know. Yeah. Well, yes. And who you're comfortable with. Yeah. I come from a very small town in northern New York State, um, up near Watertown, New York, north of Syracuse. And uh, <clears throat> in in my hometown, there only had 1,700 people, so we were quite small. Uh-huh. Uh, there were there was only, there were two blacks. One was wow. named Uncle Ben, and he lived by himself in a small apartment off the barber shop, as I recall. And he just would get up in a day, walk over, get groceries. I worked at the store, and walk back and so forth. He was friendly and so forth. And then there was a, a, a young kid by the name of Boylan Boylan Johnson, who was from Baltimore. But we had a guy in uh, Sandy Creek who, every year, Boylan would come to live with him during the school year. And so he would go to our school. And uh, Boylan and I became very good friends. Uh, we uh, we found that we both loved badminton, and we used to sneak into school on Sundays and play badminton, and nobody knew about it. <laughs> anyway, I, I'd lost track with Boylan um, over the over the years, and I kind of wish someday I'd get back in touch with him and see how his life went. Because I know it was probably very difficult if he went back to Baltimore, you know, in, let's say, 1960 or so. It would have been a pro- probably a difficult time, particularly given what was happening else in civil rights, right, in the, right, in exactly. the U.S. and so forth. So let right. me ask you this. Um, what do you think are the most important issues uh, for a Democrat, let's say, here in Pasco County as well as in the state? What do you think are the most important issues for the Democrats here? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's say the most important um, issue is for everybody. The mo- well, here the most important issue is that uh, uh, everybody be treated um, fairly and be able to vote comfortably. Um, mm-hmm. Be able to hear both sides um, instead of attempting to be intimidated by um, one side or mm-hmm. the other. Um, I find that, you know, like for me... Um, Putting the signs out on my lawn right. makes me a, a little bit nervous because mm-hmm. you're not really sure what's going to happen because yeah. people know that you're a Democrat. Yeah, uh, because um, Republicans are more outspoken than Democrats. Interesting. Yeah, for for example, for us, uh, we have signs out beginning about three weeks ago. And we keep them up until mm-hmm. election day, and. Uh, <clears throat> Basically, we're the almost the only ones in our neighborhood who have signs out. Although, yeah. although it's rather interesting, we have them right down by the road. And back when uh, Trump was running, and we had were against Trump and so forth, uh, the signs are regularly stolen. So what we uh-huh. do now is we keep them in the daytime, and then at night we bring them in, bring them out in the back in the morning, and so forth, uh, etc. But um, you know, I I appreciate the fact that I'm allowed to do that. So these are the people I want you to vote for. But almost right. almost across the road from us is a Republican family. They're very nice people, and they have their signs out for you know DeSantis, etc. But right up next to their house, unless you stood in the road and looked at the house, you'd never see them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what the sense is putting out the signs. 
I know it's scary. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's more. We need more um, freedom to do and say what we want to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have that. In, well, I didn't have that in New York. I, I could say whatever, whatever I wanted to do, I could do, yeah. um, and not feel intimidated. But what I realized, um, being more involved in politics and more active um, since I retired, was that as a child. I was segregated and didn't even feel it or didn't even notice it. Really? Yeah, because when I lived in the Bronx, everybody on that block was black. Uh, And uh, we, you know, we went to school right next door. Mm -hmm. We went to junior high school right down the street. But we didn't even know that we were segregated. Wow. And so growing Mm. up and now looking at... um, know outright gerrymandering and stuff like that it's it's um it's been happening all along yeah yeah but you have to you have to you know continue to and that's what i did i went to um an all-white high school five of my black friends Mm -hmm. we all went to an all-white uh um girl school yeah um because that's what we wanted to do Mm -hmm. not knowing any kind not feeling any consequences not feeling any uh fear we just went Wow. And, and um, it was, you know, but I never went to anybody's house. Mm-hmm. And I think about that now. Yeah. I never, I never, I thought they were my friends, but I never got invited to any of their homes. Uh, now, when were you in that uh, the girls' school? Uh, 63 to 66. 63 to 66. Okay, so you were at a time where in the U.S. we were having a lot of uh, civil rights issues yeah. being brought up and exactly. so forth. Exactly, exactly. Um, but what then, you- in 66, I got married after I graduated from high school. Oh. Unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> I should yeah. not have done that. However, it happened, and I went to Colorado and found that I was called the N-word. Really? And had, and the, yeah, and the police told me to get off the street because there was a curfew for black people. Wow. So I could have taken my mad money as you will if you will from my father yeah. and come back home but i chose i chose not to i felt like i was married and i was supposed to stay there with my husband mm-hmm. wow. and the rest of it i just walked before seven i just walked all around got to know colorado uh-huh. walked around um and then tried to find a job couldn't find a job so i took a government test got a job but then also got pregnant so then i kept my my um, my position yeah. after I passed the government test and got a job in New York ah. as soon as I came back. Wow. You know, so it, it, mm. um, it doesn't, it, it, you know, you keep moving. I saw something on PBS um, yesterday by Gates and he did a family tree for, um, right. I forgot the black lady that was accusing uh, Clarence Thomas. What's yeah, her name? Uh, I can't remember her name either. Going right in my mind. But anyway, I know who you yes, mean. Yes, but, but she, her, her great, great grandfather in 1819 or something like that, uh, with all of the things that were happening to him when he purchased his farm or something, he still registered to vote. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's like a determination that you have just to do what you still want to do in spite of everything. Right. Now, when you and the, and your 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 friends, the girls that went to that all white school, now uh, mm-hmm. how did how did they experience it? The same as yours? I mean, did they feel at all any prejudice or? No, 
No, Carmen mm-hmm. became the um, editor of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, Janice became the most fashion frenzy girl in the high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we all played instruments. Uh, I played um, at my high school graduation, my violin. Really? So we, yeah, we just kept it moving. Wow, that's great. Now, during yeah. those years that you were a nurse uh, uh-huh. in New York City and in New Jersey, um, what was your experience like in hospitals? Uh, did, did did sick people oh. care one way or the other, whether you were black or white or what? Ever? Oh yeah, it did. You know, by the time I became a nurse, I was already a resident of uh, New Jersey mm-hmm. and in Bergen County. And Bergen County back then, I don't know what it is now, but back then they were the most racist county in New Jersey. Wow. And so, I went to a nursing school, a uh, nursing school, a diploma school. So mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get a bachelor's degree, but I was going to get a diploma. Yeah. And um, I was the only black. But how? And, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. How were you treated uh, by oh, people in the hospitals and it so was, forth? It was a it was a fight from day one. Wow. Until I graduated, and but I graduated, and mm-hmm. I did what I needed to do. But it was from the. From the first day, like the first day you, you're introduced to the school by the director. Yeah. And she was from Texas. Mm-hmm. And immediately she started talking about the N-word in oh. plural. And I raised my hand. I said, do you realize I was 30, 30, 30, I was 32 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, do you realize what you're saying? I said, and I'm an African-American in this class and you're using that kind of language. And she just looked at me in shock. Oh. And. But from that point on, she's the one that got me all the scholarships so that I didn't have to pay for nursing school at all. Ah, okay, good. good. So it was it was right from day one. Okay. Right day now, one. You were a nurse then until, what, about five years ago or about seven years ago? Uh, yeah, I have uh, seven, eight years ago. Okay, so when you look back on that total experience being a nurse, um, mm-hmm. what what things do you take away, not only because you're black, but uh-huh. was there anything else that you took away in terms of uh, poor people versus rich people, for example, or anything like that in hospitals? Yes, they the, they get the black people are still getting the short end of the stick related to health care. Mm-hmm. And it's been going on for quite some time, um, which is why I like to my nurses sorority that I belong to. I stayed with them because they deal with community service. Mm-hmm. They have. They always have health fairs and stuff for the under, underserved people, and black people are still underserved. Wow, oh. yeah. yeah. it's interesting. I'm, I'm really glad we're having this conversation because yes. uh, for me, yeah. it's, it's, it's it not only fills in a little bit about who and uh, where, what you are and where you've come from and so forth, but also for the things you you were saying about the relationship in terms of black and whites, and and of course, obviously, we're not the only minority now. But obviously, whether you got uh, Mexicans or um, right. people from Japan or China, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, again, it seems to me like like there shouldn't be this kind of um, prejudice in the world. But it's it's there. Uh, we have we yeah. lived in England for a year, and we have very close friends that we made. And and the feedback we get from them is that yeah, there's still an awful lot of racism there. And, oh, uh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's Agreed. do this. Let's spend a couple of minutes in terms of. Okay, you're in Pasco County. What do you uh-huh. think Democrats should be doing now? What, what? The Democrats should be. Um 
they don't have a feel to to bring in African Americans. Mm-hmm. A lot of the African Americans, like from the club, I know that they are. A lot of them are retired. Mm-hmm. A lot of them like to do programs for the youth, right. but don't have any confidence in the Democratic Party to join any of those organizations. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care how many times I tell them how it's free. They just don't see it. They don't get that um, feeling that they should attend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, and I don't know how. Um, like I don't get a feeling that I don't have to attend. I go to everything. Right. So I don't. So you know, a lot of perception. You know, perception is self-inflicted. Yeah. Yes. And so that's their perception, and you just don't know how to change it. Um, but that's what they feel. Yeah. They don't, they don't necessarily feel, you know, uh, especially in Paso County, they don't feel like they matter. Really? Uh, yeah, that they matter. So there's, um, you know, like when we used to have the, the Democratic meetings at a certain place, I forgot the name of the place, but it was always kind of far, and you always had to pay Right. You know, to eat and stuff right. like that. It was just, you know, not a very inviting. It wasn't like just a regular meeting. Yeah. No, I, um, I agree. I was, no, when I used to, first of all, not want to have to drive the distance. And secondly, you get there to pay a lot of money in order to sit around and talk about Democrat issues. Right. And we can do yeah. that. You can do that for free <laughs> in other ways. Not, yeah. Uh, and the issues that, <clears throat> that they're talking about are not... Um, focused on black people. Right. Now, one thing I want to ask you before we go, and that's this, Alicia, and I have a feeling you and I are going to have another conversation in the future about (laughs) this, because there's a lot more to talk about, I'm sure. But given your position now as Democratic state woman, and uh, you're going to be at uh, meetings in the state, if there's one thing I have found in my 20 years experience here with uh, the Democrats, is that the state Democratic Party, uh, I have absolutely no idea of how on earth they still exist. Because it right. seems, and I'm wondering if you're going to find out whether there's any prejudice there or not. Okay, well, I will certainly let you know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, what uh, happens? Yeah. Like yesterday, I went. I'm a poll watcher, and yesterday I went to the polls in Regency Park, and the the uh, poll watcher for the Demo- for the Republicans came in, and and he was about six two, six three, and he looked down at me and he said, "Who are you?" Wow. And I. I raised my badge mm-hmm. to his and I said, I'm a least guy. I'm a poll watcher, just like you. So he said, well, I don't recognize that name. I said, well, then you must be a Republican. Huh? I, said, huh? I said, I'm a, Demo- I'm a Democrat. <laughs> so he walked and stood on the other side of the room. Uh, well said, done. Okay. <laughs> well done, Alicia. <laughs> great, great line. You know, it's interesting uh, what your, your experience yesterday. Nola works at the polls and she uh, she's there now. And when she came back yesterday, I said, how are things going? She said, well, it's pretty good, very, very busy. She said, but there was one person who came, some old guy, and uh, um, I, I, he must have been Republican because I was. He says she does the machine where people, you know, put in their uh, votes and so forth, and yeah. uh, she can't see what's going on. But the guy picked out his, and he looked at her and said, are you watching what I'm voting for? Are you looking at my paper? And no, oh my said, God. no even if I wanted to, I probably couldn't see it because of my eyesight. I mean, the guy just got mad and he walked away. You know, it's, I think what's happening is that, that Trump and all those people, there's been so much negativity to the way yep. in which we vote that it's yes. a difficult thing. 
Anyway, yeah. my dear, I want to thank you for your time today. If there's anything else you want to say, please feel free. Uh, but otherwise, we'll uh, wrap it up for today. But again, we're going to have to speak again in the future. Oh, we will. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.